The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The brain is our personal tool to keep us at our best and realize self-esteem. The mind, body, and immune system work together to help us make the right choices and to reach our purpose and potential. Welcome to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Lindsay and her guests are the go-to experts when it comes to relationships, sexuality, parenting, and wellness. We're here to enlighten and inform you. Now, here is your host, Lindsay Levinson. Hi, this is Lindsay Levinson, your host at Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. And let me offer you a warm, warm welcome for all of you choosing to tune in to this show today or any other day, or if you're picking it out of an archive, or if you're listening to it for a second time, I'm just happy you're listening to the show. That always is a thrill, and you are proving it by building a great community here, which I so appreciate. I am a life coach. I love to address areas in life where we can learn and we can grow. And even more so, I love finding people who are passionate about something that they can share with us. People that can help us have new, maybe better options to do things we want to do. Maybe have the lives we want to live, and we're not really quite able to do that. So the guest today is one of those people, and I'll tell you more about him in a minute. I want to just continue to reiterate, we are growing strong with Facebook and Twitter and the radio listeners, and it has just been massive. And so we're 50 to 75,000, somewhere in there. I don't even want to name a number because it keeps growing so fast. Please follow us. Facebook is Illuminating Now, all one word. Twitter is at sign Illuminating Now. Quality for Life Coaching.com. That's four words, no spaces, no numbers, qualityforlifecoaching.com. And that is my site. I would love you to visit there. I will offer you a free consultation. We can talk about anything that's going on in your life. Or you might just want to give me feedback about the show. Maybe you want to be on the show. And the website, it offers music videos. It offers iTunes. It offers downloads, press releases, lots of great stuff. And it's always changing. So take a look at that website. I think you'll appreciate it. And there's a lot to see there. But I'm going to tell you about our guest today. Our guest today, Tim Gonzale. Since the 1960s, Tim has backpacked much of California's vast mountain ranges, Wyoming's Grand Tetons, I think that's what it's called, and abroad. For two years, he served on the El Dorado National Forestry Service Nordic Ski Patrol and three years as a cross-country ski instructor at Royal George. Amongst Tim's several decades of outdoor treks, he is a survivor of an uncanny three-day whiteout blizzard in 1985. He has managed an intricate balance between proper gear, adaptive methods, outdoor savvy, respect for nature, He's an author of three books on fitness and Tai Chi and instructs in both disciplines. Tim has been a fitness professional 
through the American College of Sports Medicine for 20 plus years and consults in high tech marketing. Pretty versatile, right? This is a versatile and special man for sure. So today we're going to explore with Tim the exciting world of, get ready, ultralight backpacking in the wilderness. Tim knows people on average have 30 to 50 pounds for days in the wilderness, <laughs> but he has chosen to design a different methodology, a methodology to reduce the weight on your back, but th- so that's the weight to the body, but also reducing the weight to your stress and your mind. So how interesting is that? Makes a lot of sense to me. So this is integrative, and it's very innovative. I love it. Tim extends this paradigm to whitewater rafting, to adventure, to bicycle touring, emergency preparedness. So this is all really valuable. And it's just a whole new way of thinking ultra light. So I, I think that we want to be able to do things in life that allow us to be safe and to absolutely reduce our load. So let's meet this individual, the one who's, you know, coming up at this paradigm and understand more about him. This is Tim Gonzale. I am so glad to have you on the show. I thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you're working on a lot of stuff and you're on Illuminating now and I appreciate it. So thank you so much, Tim. Thank you, Lindsay. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I am really glad that you are because I just, I really was drawn in. I know there's so many things that you do with Tai Chi and, and fitness and training and all kinds of stuff, but ultralight backpacking, you know, that's, that opens doors to so many things for so many people who are limited. Backpacking is very popular and traveling and, and even the different adventures you're talking about. People want to do it, but, you know, like you said, 30 to 50 pounds, I mean, for days, you know, people have ailments and it's hard. So when did this originate, the concept of ultralight backpacking? When did that even originate? Well, good question, Lindsay. Most people consider the origins uh, dating back to a woman called Emma Gatewood, and this was around 1955, and she did the entire Appalachian Trail, which is uh, about 2,500 miles, uh, 1955, carrying an army blanket, a plastic sheet, and just a couple other small pieces of gear. And she was kind of considered the uh, grandmother, as they call her grandma, of ultralight backpacking, and 1992, Ray Jardine uh, popularized the term and the concept of ultralight backpacking, and it kind of grew from there in the 90s as the equipment became lighter and there was better opportunity with materials and technique and so forth. So 1992, okay, so it, it becomes popular, but still I don't hear as much about it. it, it you know, is it kind of coming into its own again? Is it kind of in a rebirth of a paradigm, you know, because people are really into health and wellness. And like you talked about reducing the load on your body, but you talked about on your stress and your mind and, 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 you know, the whole holistic approach is coming into its own. And do you think that ultralight backpacking kind of joins it 
at this time, you know, where we're really looking at holistic ways of being able to do things we love, but do them in a more healthy way? Yeah, good point. You know, Lindsay, to be honest, on paper, yes. You know, times have changed. Everyone's into mind-body. They're into enlightenment, putting less stress on their body, taking care of their minds and bodies. Unfortunately, backpacking has uh, kind of taken a little more of a back seat nowadays because it's, it's very physical, of course. The younger generation tends to be more involved with the electronic era that we're in. So... On paper, yes, uh, people would be interested in an ultralight paradigm. The problem is uh, manyfold that they uh, are not into ultralight backpacking simply because the equipment that you buy is not readily available at REI or Sport Chalet or any of the, the popular outlets. And there's also a, a preconceived notion, kind of like when uh, Emmett Gateway, uh, Gatewood was backpacking, that ultralight backpacking is a fishing hook and a blanket, and that's about it. In other words, more of a survival paradigm. And, you know, 50 years ago, there was some definite truth to that. But now, uh, with the evolution of new materials and equipment and techniques and so forth, it really goes one-to-one with a traditional paradigm. Back to your point, people are not made aware of this industry because it is not in popular uh, stores. It's not talked about much on in the general outdoor community, and indeed, to get the equipment, uh, it is uh, produced, about 95% of it is produced by cottage manufacturers that are, you know, kind of more mom-and-pop organizations working out of a, their shop or, or home. So really trying to get the word out is what uh, people like myself are trying to do to educate others that they really don't have to put so much stress on their body and mind in order to have a wonderful experience through nomadic travel or backpacking or um, even trying to pack light for kayaking or bike touring and things like this. So education is really, it's been a tough hurdle. I can imagine. I can imagine that that is absolutely something that, you know, there's there's a whole world out there to try to educate. And so, you know, when you talk about, this ultralight outdoor paradigm. You know, what are some benefits? Talk to me about benefits people will experience if they were to tap into this paradigm and be able to do the ultralight version of what they've known to be something far different up till now. What would mm-hmm. be some benefits? Mm-hmm. Well, I can give you the humorous answer or the serious one, so how about both? <laughs> okay, I'll go for both. Uh, when I go backpacking, I'll hit a trail juncture, and typically there'll be, you know, six to ten people sitting there on a rock just totally whooped from carrying such a heavy weight. And uh, God bless them, they enjoy the outdoors, and they're putting up with the pain to do so. And I come skipping in at a very fast hiking speed and stop and talk to them, and they start asking me where I, I put in, you know, for a, a hike. And I tell them, and it's way far away, and they say, well... Uh, you know, they're kind of looking at me like, how'd you get this far? And you're not carrying anything. They can't even see the pack behind me in some cases. So they'll say, well, what do you carry? And I'll say, oh, full set of gear, you know, tent, air mattress, extra wide sleeping bag, bear-proof food container, full arsenal of food, rain gear, <laughs> all personal items, and I'll go down the list. And they, they, they're, trying to, they're trying to stand up to see where is all this stuff. <laughs> and so as I look at them, they're just, beat, you know, and I used to carry 65 pounds when I was young, and I know the feeling, so um, the benefit they would have is not only just weight reduction and a more comfortable hike and a more exhilarating experience, uh, but 
but you hit the nail on the head earlier by saying the, the mental aspect is so much different with uh, an ultralight load uh, because you are carrying so much weight that you can really, in mind and body and experience, focus on the outdoors rather than the, the, traditional, the uh, pain with the more traditional paradigm. I think that's really such an excellent point both ways. Like, I think when you say you can focus on the outdoors and you can focus on the experience you're having, you know, how true is that? I mean, I totally get that. And then I also think it can all, when I, when I put myself in those shoes or I'm picturing the listeners, you know, thinking about it, it can be the opposite too. Meaning if I saw that 30 to 50 pounds and I saw, if some, even if someone packed the whole thing for me and I didn't really know that much about it, but and then someone put it on my back and the intimidation of that weight. And then someone says, now there's, you know, we're going to go up that mountain and then we're going to go up that little trail. And, you know, I wouldn't not only appreciate it as much because my body may be stressed, I'd actually be thinking about the backpack. I'd be thinking oh my God, you know, this is a lot of poundage. (laughs) Will I ever get up the hill? What happens if I'm halfway and I can't carry, you know, I just have sort of a lot of sidetrack thinking about the backpack and the poundage and what happens. And so it's it's kind of one and the same. I'm not appreciating the outdoors, but it becomes, you know, kind of this obsessive thinking about something somebody, you know, stuck on you. That is like a bag of bricks. <laughs> You're going to think about that. Exactly. And I believe me, for many, many years, I, I have been in that spot. And by the time you reach your destination for the day, you're so overwhelmed by how great the destination is that you reached, if you reached it. And, and 75% of that is just because that silly backpack is off of you with a traditional paradigm. But I have found in my ultralight years now that as you had mentioned, not only is the final destination uh, exuberating, but also the entire trek there I was, uh, you know, able to, to really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, it's so interesting and that I think so many don't know. Do you think the average, you know, hiker, the average backpacker, do they even know about this method? I mean, if it's somebody who is into backpacking and hiking, I know there's many that aren't but might love to get into it if they knew. But do you think people who are into it, um, do you think they know? Or if they were looking for information, that they, it would come up you know, on the Internet or that there's easy places to find it for people who are into hiking and backpacking? Right. Well, to answer your first question, Lindsay, which is a really good one, is the answer basically is no. You know, probably I'm going to take a wild guess here that's probably pretty accurate. Ninety percent of the people out there backpacking are either not aware of ultralight backpacking whatsoever or maybe they've heard of it at best. And if I was to tell someone, gee, I've got a great plan here that if you invest money in the stock market, I can guarantee you a 30% return for the next five years, the first reaction of that person is going to be, yeah, that definitely sounds too good to be true, therefore it is not. And so uh, if you um, approach somebody about ultralight backpacking and try and convince them that they can be carrying, you know, half to two-thirds less and still have um, incredibly functional equipment and obviously lightweight that could go one-to-one with their traditional arsenal, they would 
and this has happened to me as I try and educate people on the trail. They just stare through you in pain, and they just don't quite believe it. So it's a very stiff learning curve for most people. And to answer your question again, the vast majority are not aware of the ultralight paradigm, and if they've heard of it, they certainly have no clue as to the effectiveness of it and the uh, technology uh, behind it. Yeah, you know, I think about, like, this summer I went traveling with my son, and my son does like, in fact, he loves to to backpack, and he loves to sort of see the world, and he's been to 40 countries, and so he's really an avid traveler. He doesn't know about this, and, you know, he's a strong, strong guy, and and so, you know, but he and I went to Indonesia, and we went to Malaysia, and we went to Thailand, and and so we did the kind of walking that doesn't require a backpack, and, and I wouldn't have wanted a backpack on my back. So I'm one of those who, if I'd known about ultralight, I might have done something like that. Then we parted ways after a month, and he continued on, and he was met with his cousin, and then they started backpacking. And the backpack was extremely heavy. And he talked about that, you know, that the, much of the experience was what they could do and, you know, and he, whether he was carrying both the backpacks for them or whatever, because they were so heavy, you know, you took real strength to get places with those backpacks. And so I really think how interesting, like, if I had known about this or if he had known about this, his trip would have went different. I might have stayed. Um So I really do think there, you know, there is just such a void in that information. What does it take to get into ultralight backpacking? Uh, Right. And I kind of wanted, I didn't answer your, uh, the end of your previous question, which leads definitely into what you just said in this question, that um, I, I too was suffering, you know, at my age with a low back problem after carrying 55 pounds around the early 2000s. And I just decided my backpacking days were over until I decided, started getting innovative, and I thought, well, what can I trim down? What can double and function? What can this and that? And that's what got me to go on the Internet and start into this massive web of information, user forums, uh, equipment manufacturers, uh, websites of uh, discussions, and all sorts of things that is just huge. And it took me three years to sift through all that and develop a paradigm that I thought was... Um, optimal, shall we say. So, yes, people can go to the Internet. There are certainly uh, books available, uh, one of which is my own that just got published, but um, at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other resellers. Well, what's um, the name of it? Let's get the name of it. Oh, uh, my book is called, it's kind of long, and so I'll, I'll uh, mention that the formal name is Flexible Adaptive Sublight Trekking, which is F-A-S-T, like fast, and the best way to... Um, take a peek at that book is um, just go to my website, which is fastbackpacker.com. And there the book will be on the first page. It has its own page. And then once you see the title of the book there, because it's kind of a lot of verbiage to memorize, then you can go to Amazon, Barnes, anywhere. It's all over the world. And, um, you know, potentially purchase the book. So that's mine. There, there are other books out there. Ray Jardine has a book, although a bit dated at this point. Lighten Up is another book. Some focus more on cooking. And my paradigm, I'm not going to plug the book here, but uh, basically said given the maze of ultralight information that I studied and compacted down to kind of a Cliff's Notes version, I created a book that in one chapter, someone can take that chapter, 
buy the right equipment or a lower-end version of it, and hit the trail running. The rest of the book is devoted to uh, important information that would expand on the one chapter, and it was really designed to be a comprehensive book on ultralight backpacking without it being a field manual, a very lengthy 400-page manual, or without it just specializing in certain things or a dummy's approach where it's going to be endless information that's very fundamental. This is a turnkey, effective, fast solution um, that takes you from soup to nuts in a very quick amount of time. The book is only about 160 pages, so it too is ultralight. You can even carry it with you if you wanted to, and I often use it as a reference for myself. I love it. Well, I love that, and I have to apologize. Um, you know, you, you, I did say in your bio that you had published books, and I talked about fitness and Tai Chi, and I did not know that you had this. I would have um, absolutely, you should be plugging it here on this radio station, and I would have, um, you know, we will have a picture of you published, and uh, we may be able to make that in time uh, to to get your book picture, but certainly I would have loved to do that. So no, it's absolutely worth talking about, and and you know because you're one of the people that you know I love game changers, I love world changers, I love people that affect change and allow people to live different lives. Like I said, I would have done it differently, and I think my son would have too. So I can really think about that. I sort of had some envy on, oh, like they're going backpacking. I mean, I could never do that, you know, but at the same time, I also felt for him because the poor thing, what, you know, and he's dislocated his shoulder, uh, you know, before. So, I mean, it wasn't the easiest thing for him either, even being young. So another way, a better way to allow longevity in life and in health and you're a game changer in this area. So that's, that's fantastic. And I love that you have a book in which you have really thought through the same kind of concept. Like you're not going to bog people down with so much data that it's so heavy they would never want to read it. Like you're giving them, you know, the nutshell version so they can take a chapter and get effective and then a lot of other things that they can use to back that up. So that's, that's a great point. I just wanted to say quickly to that point, Lindsay, that uh, the fitness books I wrote and certainly the backpacking one, the scenario I give people to inquire about them is I can do plumbing in my house and I can go out and buy some books or a big manual on plumbing and it'll take me several months to get educated and attempt to do it right. Or I can just have a plumber right next to me and in just a matter of minutes he'll kind of coach me and show me exactly what to do. And that saves me from having to wade through a lot of education. So I wrote, the, for example, the backpacking book that way. I thought, I'm going to be your coach right next to you, cutting out all the extraneous stuff that 90% of the people really don't know or don't want or have to know. Um, you know, uh, for example, how to apply a tourniquet from a multiple compound fracture. You know what? <laughs> it's like 99% of the people out there are just out there. They're with a group, and they don't have to know how to do all the advanced stuff or 50 different scenarios when you get to camp in case this happens. I thought, here's 90% or maybe more of what's going to happen, how you do it, get on the trail. I love it. I love it. Now, is part of that chapter... Is it training? Is it actual, like, is it just what you need in the backpack and here's where to go get it, boom, boom, boom? Or is it an actual way, here's how to hold your posture, or here's how to hold the backpack, or be careful not to, you know, is, is it part of a, is there any training needed to do ultralight backpacking or it's simply 
what is in that backpack and where to get the backpack kind of thing is going to ultimately create ultralight backpacking. Right. It's both your points. There's certainly uh, some considerations with the gear that you purchase, not only what are the best selections, which I prioritized in my book, by the way, and, and, and how those selections might pertain to you. You might be a person who's tall or large. You might be a person who uh, will be teamed up with another person that w- would affect your tent size, for example. Uh, you might want to uh, carry a stove, depending on how far you're going. So what I do in, in Chapter 3 is I say a real Cliff's Notes version. It, it shows all the equipment prioritized. It gives you a top-level education of what to consider when selecting these gears and also tips on safety, animal management, and so forth. Then, as I mentioned, the other chapters will expand on each one of those areas in far more detail so someone can drill down and and get more education. I love that. I love that design. I Just as someone, and I don't like to read, and although I've had many authors on the show and I have always read the books of every author that's ever been on the show, so I've read a lot of books, but... You know, it's very important to me how a book is laid out and and what makes it easy to read and what makes it, you know, user-friendly so you can actually get the data out of the book. And, you know, we are going to go to break. We do have to take a break. I I think we're at a good point here. I'd love to hear about this, and I will want you, certainly. I mean, we have talked about your website, so it's fastbackpacker.com. And I want everyone to write that down, fastbackpacker.com. We're going to take a short break, so that's what you should do during the break. Don't turn off the show, but certainly go ahead and Google fastbackpacker.com so you're taking a look at what that book is and have an opportunity. And we will come back and continue to talk about ultralight backpacking and the opportunity that starts to open the door for a lot of additional adventure in your life without having pain, suffering, and ailments that we might have had if we were trying to carry 30 to 50 pounds for days. So stay tuned. Don't change the channel. Look up his website, and we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics 
strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. For 27 years, KidStar has empowered thousands of kids across the country. And now we have the opportunity to empower children around the world. KidStar is announcing a new radio show called Voyage Earth. Voyage Earth will empower kids from across the world. KidStar has created a Kickstarter campaign just for this new undertaking. By pledging to Kickstarter, you pledge for a future of empowered people to come. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworms. I want to thank you for being a backer of our Kickstarter. Kidstar, we empower kids. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. To connect with Lindsay or her guest, please call in to the show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to lindsay244 at sbcglobal.net. That's l-i-n-z-i-244 at sbcglobal.net. Now, back to Illuminating Now. Hi, I'm Lindsay Levinson. We are back. Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening to the show and being interested because this stuff is interesting and this stuff can change your life. Things like ultralight backpacking, new concepts, new paradigms, new ways to do things. Our guest is Tim Gonzale and he's very versatile and he does a lot of things. And you know, this is someone who works with Tai Chi. He works with fitness. He 20 plus years of a lot involved in many things along with consulting and high tech marketing, having published three books. So really someone that has a lot of expertise in different areas. We wanted to we wanted to hone in on the ultralight backpacking, though, because I feel it's time has come. Like, it's a real backpacking age, but I don't really feel like it's 
it's really blending with the holistic age that's coming into play, which Tim addresses this, you know, removing mind, body, stress, you know, with the weight of all of this. So if you want to go explore something or have an adventure, you could really enjoy the adventure. So yeah, you have to bring things with you. Yeah, you might be gone for a few days. And so you have to have things. But so many times, by the time we're unpacking, we're either so bogged down, things are so heavy, we're worried if we're going to have an injury, you know, we're, we're preoccupied with what's in our backpack, we miss a lot of the adventure. And that's if something doesn't happen. I mean, what if we really do pull, <laughs> pull a muscle or something does happen because our load is too heavy, then we really do miss our adventure. So, you know, we're talking about this. I do want to say for any of you who haven't heard the show, take a rewind and go back, but fastbackpacker.com. It's important that you take down Tim's website because fastbackpacker.com is the place you can go and you will see Tim's book. And while Tim has published three books, the one on ultralight backpacking, flexible, adaptive, sublight, trekking, um, he has written a book that's easy reading and laid out very well for you to be able to just get up and running fast on how to reduce your load dramatically. So, Tim, you're talking to us about how you're kind of laying out your chapters, like, you know, a chapter might be about equipment or about safety or about something that you can choose. I mean, you can find out something quickly, and then if you want more about it, you can go further into the book. But you can get your information quickly by looking at whatever chapter. Is that what you were saying about how you laid the book out? That's right. One chapter will take you from start to finish on the fast or flexible adaptive sublight trekking paradigm and take you from not knowing anything to on the trail safely and going one-to-one with a heavier gear arsenal, so full functionality and comfort. The motto I have, which is true, is 7 to 17 pounds, 2 to 7 days. So. If you've been backpacking uh, with a traditional paradigm and you're carrying 35 to 50 pounds, that does not fit into the 7 to 17. Uh, So this is a great opportunity to look at one chapter, know how to do it. And as you mentioned, Lindsay, the other chapters will elaborate on important detail uh, for the many aspects in the one chapter. Um, However, that said, it does not turn this book into a you know, every little instance in the wilderness uh, type of situation because for, you know, probably 95% of us that is overwhelming. So it's a great combination of speed to get through this, know how to do it, know the safety precautions, the uh, factors with the equipment, the materials, exactly what to select depending on the type of body and preference you have, everything you need in uh, a very uh, thin, thin thin-ish book. It's designed to be fast, and that's the name of the uh, acronym. Excuse me. So if you, I mean, a person going on the Internet, it would take them a long time to figure all this out, right? (laughs) It took me three years of waiting through forums and sites and uh, magazine uh, (laughs) articles and, uh, gosh, just people that have been on the trail test, test driving some of the gear and uh, articles that were written, uh, even some books, and it, it is a maze that all I can, all I tell people is that if you lived in the high desert and never seen an automobile before and you got onto a search engine and typed in automobile, 
Think of the millions of sites that would come up, and it's very similar in the ultralight backpacking world. That's what I would think. I would totally think that. Like, what a great gift that you have distilled all this information, the distillation of it into a book and then condensed it to be an easy read book, a, a book that your understanding that you don't have to know everything about everything that could ever happen anywhere, anytime. You know, that's not the kind of book you're doing because if someone's trying to start this, they don't want to be overwhelmed. That's the whole point. They're trying to lighten it up from a lot of perspectives. Right. And that experience really took me back to college when I, I just hated English. I didn't like anything about it. I was all technical. So if I had to read a novel or something, what did I do? I went to the student union and bought a Cliff's Notes version. So <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that's still with me here. And I sympathize yeah. with people that don't know anything about something that they will want a, uh, a quick solution to get through and get the, the salient features. Yeah, like, that's so funny. I knew you were heading there, but, you know, I, I totally remember those days. And I remember thinking once I discovered Cliff Notes, why would anybody not use them? <laughs> like, I mean, why would anybody read the books anymore? If there's a cliff notes, just use it. You know, so it's just uh, efficient reading and ways to do things more efficiently. So that I I knew you were headed there, but that's awesome. Um, do you think that can people design? Is there only one design? Like I know you're saying what you're putting in is lightening up, but is there an ultra light backpack? Is there, you know, are there many designs and many kinds and many brands? Or if you're really going to this kind of backpacking, it becomes a lot less that you can choose from because, you know, you're really moving to a much, and you're saying these people are passing you by on the trail and they can't even see what's on your back. They don't really know what you're talking about, that you're carrying all this stuff. So, you know, are there lots to choose from or are you really move into a whole different segment when you do ultralight? Right. You've, you've hit the nail on the head again, Lindsay. Uh, there are a number of manufacturers, not only for the ultralight backpacks themselves, but also sleeping gear and stoves, eating utensils, rain gear, sleeping bags, uh, air mattresses, pads, you know, just every piece of gear someone could think of when backpacking or hiking or nomadic travel or whitewater rafting, whatever you need, there is an ultralight version or several of those. So um, to your point earlier, even if someone knew about ultralight backpacking, even if they went on the Internet to research and even if they got to all the sites that are mom-and-pop types of manufacturers, they still have this boatload of information to try and discern and figure out what really is going to be the best for them. So I took it upon myself to, in, in my book, for example, to say that, you know, these are, this is the priority of equipment, whether it's a backpack. I also list, um, you know, tents and shelters, uh, rather shelters and stoves and so forth. But I caution readers that every individual has different parameters, be they physical or mental. And so at least they see the top, you know, four, five, six selections. I may have prioritized them according to X, and I was trying to be as, as neutral as possible. But even if they went for the third choice rather than my number one choice because they had they were taller or they preferred an alcohol stove compared to an isobutane stove or what have you, they would at least have the very best equipment in that book, and that would save them months, several months of research, uh, considering all the gear and a paradigm uh, that I have done for them. It really narrows it down to just maybe minutes or hours. 
This is just fantastic. Do people... Do people need to check with anyone, like a doctor? I mean, even 50, 30 to 50 pounds, <laughs> I don't think anyone checks with their doctor, and it's probably not a good thing. But do you recommend that there's any checkpoints um, for elderly or that you should get a medical, you know, okay on anything to do with any kind of backpacking and even ultralight? Or do you just leave that to each individual and, and what they, you know, what's their normal practice in life? Well, fortunately, you're correct. Unfortunately, most people don't do that. And I think, generally speaking, you get a, a, a male or female in their 20s who's maybe an athlete or something. Eh, you know, they're probably not going to have to get medical clearance to go out backpacking, whether it's a traditional model or ultralight. But the fact of the matter is, uh, more and more of us are becoming seniors from age 55 plus. We do have predisposed injuries in the knees, hips, uh, shoulders, back, and so forth. So uh, your suggestion of maybe getting uh, what we call in the personal training arena, PAR-Q, just a, a basic test or clearance from the doctor would be number one, particularly if you are minimally active or more sedentary. And then number two, to use common sense, you know, do you really want to go out for two weeks uh, <laughs> if you're deconditioned or maybe two days? And that said, uh, how far each day, and of course an ultralight paradigm is going to make a dramatic difference. Um, so, and that sort of education is also brought out in my book, and I'm sure some of the others as well, uh, to make that experience most pleasurable and, as you're pointing out, safe. Yeah, so, you know, speaking of safety then, again, and we can, we can delineate ultralight and a heavy load, you know, or, or not, but is it, is it a lot less safe? Let's stick with ultralight. Let's talk about ultralight, whatever, because it sounds to me like the way you've designed it, you're not really doing without. You're working out a way to have what you need in a different way. It isn't like you're saying ultralight, all you get is your toothbrush and your eye drops and, you know, best of luck to you in the wilderness. I mean, you're, you're, you're setting them up with everything they need. But, but is the wilderness a lot less safe? than a trail that you know your destination and it's not, you know, do you distinguish what the wilderness, I'm kind of putting air quotes around that, what the wilderness air quote, <laughs> what is that and is that not safe if, it, you know, where animals can be or where, you know, there's not park rangers or, you know, is there something you can distinguish as there's more safety risks than others where backpackers go? Right. That's a very good point. It's kind of like, you know, is, is driving safe? Is four-wheel driving safe? And the answer is yes, if the individual is safe and no, if they're not safe. And the same applies in, quote-unquote, the wilderness, <clears throat> which, um, you know, will have trails or it may not have trails. Some people choose to cross country if they're more experienced. And if you're going down, you know, whitewater rafting, you're, the weight of the gear and the size that you're packing can be a factor, uh, having the right type of gear, depending if you're rafting in the spring and camping overnight. or So it's not just hiking, but your point applies across the board, whether it's on the water or on land. Uh, when I say wilderness, I'm generally referring to a trailed uh, section of the country. Uh, Appalachian Trail could be the PCT, Pacific Trust. Uh, Crest Trail could be John Muir Trail and so on and so forth. And in my book, I generally emphasize that particularly if you're not an, an experienced backpacker, that, you know, what are some of the safety precautions you need to consider in doing an ultralight paradigm? And many of those bleed over to a traditional paradigm. One is what you suggested, make sure you're in some sort of decent medical condition. And number two is I have a chapter on flexibility and strength conditioning, uh, 
specifically targeted for backpacking and hiking. And then number three, do you understand proper use of ultralight gear? You know, this is something where you're not going to take a nine-ounce pack, believe it or not, that's how much an ultralight pack can weigh, up to maybe just a little over a pound and slam it on the ground like I could do with my metal frame pack back in the 1970s and, you know, say a few cuss words because I'm so beat up. You know, so (laughs) you have to know how to respect that equipment so it will function properly for you. And then you will need the right equipment uh, for the three seasons that you're backpacking. So I give some actual trip examples in there, you know, cold and springtime or rain expected, things like that. And then another paradigm, hot, uh, you know, mosquitoes, things like that. So you can see how the equipment, what to bring and how it applies to different scenarios. So, And then there's, of course, bear safety, how to, how to deal with pests, um, first aid, things like that. So... Within any uh, book, hopefully that's comprehensive, mine certainly is, that uh, a person, after reading that, will be equipped and go into a wilderness, be a trail or not trail situation, as safe as possible. Uh, Another whole chapter I have is on personal locator beacons and messenger devices, which are generally handheld GPS-based devices that weigh about a half a pound. So particularly if you were alone or even if you're not, if there was an emergency and maybe you're in an area that's not well-traveled, um, that you could, uh, once registered with that device, hit the right button on there and you will be rescued uh, from anywhere in the world. Uh, so there, there's a wealth of things one can do to ensure that their trip, uh, ultralight or not, as you had mentioned, is safe. Wow. I mean, I just the book sounds invaluable and... Do you do you consult on this? Do you are you a consultant? So people come and not just get this information; they might get your book too. But you know where they can actually pre-check with you. Do I have all the right things? Have I forgotten anything? Um, you know, do you do you think I'm up to speed on this? Do you think I got the right electronics? Whatever you know, are you a consultant or a checkpoint? Do you make yourself? You know, is that any business that you're in? For a substantive fee, yes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, my book just came out, so I've set up my site where they can email me with any sort of questions. Um, I didn't want people to have to worry about a second edition. You know, equipment changes constantly in the ultralight world, and luckily I published this late enough to pick up all the innovations from 2014. But that said, 2015, things will change. So if they show proof of their purchase, they can have a password to a page on my site that gives all the latest stuff free of charge. And that's one way to keep abreast. Regarding questions, uh, they can email, call me. All the contact information is on my site. And, you know, I'm, I'm here to support the ultralight community, of which I am certainly not one of the pioneers or founders, although I've, I've been backpacking my whole life to enhance that experience and be kind of a shepherd to anyone who is interested in in seeking, you know, a better experience. So that's totally worth it. I mean, oh my gosh, buy your book and then proof of purchase you get into the chance to talk to you, the chance to email, the chance to call, the chance to open up that page, see what the new innovations are. I mean, that's just incredible. That's so awesome. And I hope you listeners are listening to that because, I mean, the book itself, if you ever went on any trip, it would pay for itself just because you went on a trip and, and you didn't have to go on the internet and try to figure this stuff out. But the fact that 
you know, something gets you access to something else and the chance to ask these kinds of questions, you know, um, I, I just don't think you can find people, you know, when someone is super passionate and have done it all their lives and are contributing to a paradigm shift in a certain area, uh, those are the kind of people you would like access to. And then on top of it, the book they wrote about it and got published, I mean, wow, it's just, it's really good stuff. So I want to repeat, fastbackpacker.com. That's the website, fastbackpacker.com. There is the book, which is Flexible Adaptive Sublight Trekking, and that's the book about ultralight backpacking, but Tim has published three books, and Tim is knowledgeable in many areas, so getting onto that website gets you access to just have a connection with Tim in one way or another. So that's just really fabulous. So I wanted to ask you, you know, you mentioned about being in good shape or not. Do you have to? Like, do you think you have to be in good shape to do backpacking that people, that's something people miss? Do you think a lot of people get injured? Or, you know, do you think there's a certain standard that people should get up to speed on when it comes to getting in shape? Yeah, I think that's a good point, Lindsay, and there's there's no substitute for experience. So let's say um, I was going to, I decided to do a, a half triathlon, but I had never done swimming, really. So what would I do? I wouldn't start out with a 5,000-yard competitive swim workout. You know, I'd see if I could crank out two or three laps and call it a day and slowly build. So the experience level uh, really warrants what type of trip someone should be involved with, which... Unfortunately, it doesn't always happen. You know, the boyfriend is backpacked or the girlfriend's backpacked forever and they want to bring their mate and they torture him. You hear a lot of war stories from, from partners and, uh, or uh, some man or woman was nominated to be a leader for a youth group and they stepped up and they really uh, were not in the right shape, but the youths were all, you know, much younger and more. You know, so one really has to kind of think what shape are they in and then how far should they really be going. Uh, so right. someone like me, I just did 50 miles in three days in the up Yosemite. It was so high, I didn't see anyone for the whole three days up there, uh, partly because the real hardcore backpacking has taken a downturn with the electronic era. Um, but also it was very a long distance, 16 miles a day is quite arduous pace. Um, yeah. It certainly paid to start out with 12 pounds and end up with eight. And it was trekking pole, so I was really flying. <laughs> but there again, I'm an elite athlete and that, enabled me to uh, do that sort of trek. Someone right. who's deconditioned or just beginning, they might want to do one night and uh, maybe, you know, five miles in, five miles back and not, not too much uphill. Yeah. Okay. Um, we do have to close the show. I, you know, I really appreciate you talking about that, you know, being in shape or not and the comparison of sort of where you are versus someone else. That's a great way to explain it. I want to thank you for being on the show, Tim. And, and I know it kind of <laughs> comes to an end all of a sudden because it's just so fun to, to talk about things that are meaningful and changing in the world. So thanks for contributing to that. And thanks for being on our show today. Thank you so much, Lindsay, and I, I hope I've uh, encouraged people to consider an ultralight paradigm, and uh, yeah. feel free to contact me for anything. Absolutely. So let me, you're going to stay on with me. I'm just going to kind of recap. Today, we have talked about ultralight backpacking. We've talked about lightening the physical load and the stress load, and even the load on your mind. This allows you to do far more excursions, go places, do things that you may have been limited to doing 
in the past. Maybe you couldn't do these things before. Maybe it opens up doors for people like me, for sure, who might have done something this summer instead of going home because I might have thought I could backpack. So what things have you not done because you thought you couldn't carry 30 to 50 pounds for days? So Tim's design of ultralight backpacking for many things, not just hiking, but any kind of excursion, it invites you into a world of discovery that just might change your life. And so we really appreciate that. Lindsay's life secret. Here we go. I want to say this. How metaphoric is it? And really, how literal is it? We all want to lighten our load. We all want to lighten our load in this life. Our workloads are heavy. Our family responsibilities, they're heavy. Our financial responsibilities, pretty heavy. Our relational dynamics, those feel pretty heavy a lot of the time, right? So much of the time, things really do feel heavy. I know there are many times in my life I wish someone would help me carry some part of my load in the areas of my life. And I'm guessing for you listeners, you feel the same. So part of lightening any load in life is to get away and take a vacation, take space, explore, discover. And backpacking can be an awesome way to do it. But how ironic that it could require such a heavy load to carry that it becomes prohibitive. So today, Tim Gonzalez shared a really precious model that unlocks the door to a kind of freedom that might allow us all to lighten our load by getting away and discovering and having a blast all within the model of ultralight backpacking. So I thought this was so exciting and innovative and creative and frankly fabulous when he explained it to me. Get in touch. Don't forget fastbackpacker.com. You want to go to that website. You want to take a look. You want to look at flexible, adaptive, sublight trekking, which is the book on ultralight backpacking. And by buying it, there are so many other access to Tim and many pieces of information that you can have. So I really want to encourage that. My website is qualityforlifecoaching.com. No spaces, no numbers, qualityforlifecoaching.com. And you can get to me through email or phone if you want any more information on this show or any other show, or you just want to talk to me about anything. So that's my website, and I do offer a free consult for some time if you want to chat. So feel free to hit me up. Please follow us on Facebook. That's Illuminating Now, all one word. We are really active and going strong. Twitter is just blown up. It's just gone crazy. So that's at sign Illuminating Now. Lots of stuff to check out. And the website, as I said, I know you guys are busy people. You listeners, you have so many choices how to spend your time. And then if you're going to choose a show, you have so many choices what show to listen to. So I am so grateful that you choose Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. And I appreciate you and I offer you gratitude. I am your host, Lindsay Levinson. Our guest has been Tim Gonzalez. I am so happy we got part of his time here today because that's been pretty precious for all of us. And I appreciate all of you, the listeners, who tune in, who follow, who build a community and keep coming back. It is fantastic. Have the week that you want to have. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Please join Lindsay Levinson again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.